Life is impermanence. Hi, kitty. What is it, Bashi? Little kitty meowing. Anyways, life is impermanent. So, why am I talking about this today on this episode? Um, and, uh, honestly, it's something that I've been thinking about talking about for a while, but didn't exactly know how to do it without making it super, you know, because it's really easy to take this understanding and make it a negative thing, um, in your own mind, which is why I am very, very reluctant to make this episode, but... I'm going to try and make this episode without doing that as much as possible, which is, I know it's impossible anyways, because people are going to react how people are going to react. I can't really stop that, but I can hopefully slow it down to a certain level. So, why do I say that life is a permanent. Uh, and why is this important to understand at all? And it's a bit complex because there's a lot of there's a lot of truth that goes into this one and, and and you know, a lot of people, when they hear this, they're going to go, no, this is negative, and, and stuff like that. When, in reality, it's not negative or positive, it just is. It, the only reason why it's negative is because you have a perceived idea of how, how things should be. That goes against this idea of reality, and this is exactly what suffering is, ultimately. Um, I've talked about this before, how suffering, basically, what suffering ultimately boils down to is um, something conflicts with your imaginary reality of what you think is true or false or whatever the case may be. What you want to be versus what is basically or what you think is true versus what is actually true or what you think is false versus what you actually what, what is actually true you know things like this. Uh, and so these things get in the way of, of actual understanding of what's happening in the world. And why it's why why I'm not a big fan of I think it's too hot to be staying out here. Actually I'll even stay out here a little bit, but whew, it's hot out here. But um it's why I wanted to make this episode because it's easy to Mistake this one thing for something actually different than it really is. Um, and if we're not careful in doing this, we can we can mistranslate reality. We can misunderstand what's actually happening, and as a result, we get like misunderstandings of truth. We get half truths. We get truths but they're filtered through our own imagined realities and things like this so why is life impermanent why do i say this and why is this important to understand um 
And to understand this, we have to go into the idea of life being impermanent. So, all the things that you look for, all the things that you crave in the world are impermanent. Food, shelter, love. Love is impermanent. All of these things are impermanent. And so many different other things like this are impermanent. But we seek, we seek for them and we crave for them. And when they don't happen, it's like, no. But in reality, it, it, it should have been, I, t- I told you so. I knew this would happen. I should have been aware of it. You know, things like this. Uh, and that's why we're talking about this. Because when you become aware, unaware of the impermanence of life, you will become disappointed in it. You know, you're, going, you're going to become, you know, disappointed in life. You're going to be um, crushed in life because things are not going to go according to plan. Because things are impermanent. You know, <clears throat> and our illusions of reality, <clears throat> like the idea of security and the idea of hope, and I'm going to get into all this, is, <clears throat> and the ideas of like order and things like this are actually ways of trying to create permanence. Let me see if it'll let me do this. Okay, so the impermanence problem is a really interesting one because what we do, what I've noticed that we do as a species is that we, we cling to the impermanent things, but then what we do is we label those things we we uh, try and create this illusion of, of of permanence by calling them certain things and making them a, almost a static understanding. Like things like order, things like laws, things like rules, things like morality, things like absolute truth, and things like this. We take impermanent things like shelter, food, um, you know, comfort, stuff, you know, love, relationships, other people, things like this, and call it, call all the stuff that you want security, slash order, slash, you know, family, slash things like this. Things that make it seem more static than they really are, right? And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with wanting these things. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting shelter, food, or things like this. This is natural, this is evolution, this is survival, right? The problem isn't... That you want these things. I mean, there there are problems in that as well, and that causes suffering. But the problem isn't just that you want these things. The problem is that you there's like an illusion of staticity that you get when you call them certain names like security, love, belonging, family, things like this. You know, you start it, it starts making things more static than it really is, and it makes makes things have more of an illusion of permanence than they really do. And so when those things go bad, when they do, which they will, when things fail, when, when impermanence finally hit, when impermanence finally hits, it's like, no, I'm the victim. It's like, you know, in, in reality, you know, this is something that's been known for a long time. And it's not something to, it's not something to um, 
complain about. It's not something to become a victim over. It's not something to sit there and go, oh, no, life is so horrible. Life is impermanent. It's a thing to just become aware of. Become aware of, you know, how impermanent things really are, right? Because if you, if things were not impermanent, you would not be suffering right now. You would not be suffering over what's happening. Because why are you suffering? Because something is not fitting into your version of reality. Because some something happened that you, your mind has like the static idea about it. Which makes it seem permanent. If only unconsciously, if only subconsciously. Uh, and so it creates an illusion of permanence of, of around this thing. And so when this thing goes and when it leaves, which it inevitably will do. You go, oh no, what is, this is so horrible. And... In reality, it's something that we should have seen coming from a long way away, but we didn't because we got trapped in, trapped in identif- uh, identifying with this thing and creating a story around this thing about, like, oh, this thing is so great, so great, this thing is so awesome, not realizing that we were doing, dooming ourselves to suffering in the future. Right? Uh, and this is why I'm, I'm talking about this, because we're talking about a deep, fundamental problem and a deep fundamental process and and it makes sense in a sense evolutionarily speaking because if we didn't have these these impulses to make impermanence permanent in a sense we wouldn't be able to we wouldn't survive you know because we looking we wouldn't necessarily look for food and shelter and things like this right and so we need some of these impermanent things but when you over rely on them and when you over identify with them to such an extent that it becomes a part of your story, a part of your life you will set yourself up for suffering in the future right, you will set yourself up for failure in one way or another and you know this is where I actually disagree with some, some enlightenment teachers right, because they they say that enlightenment is something that's permanent. You know, once you get it, you, it, it doesn't go away. You know, but that's 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 necessary. Not necessarily something I would agree with because everything is impermanent. You know, enlightenment is impermanent. Enlightenment is just another state of mind. It's just another way of being. Uh, and so, saying that something should be because it is permanent or whatever is where where we end up having problems. And it doesn't just happen with the food and shelter and like material things like this it happens with other things as well you know like peace you know when peace is violated because peace is always going to end or in in some way leave you for whatever reason because peace is impermanent because all emotions are impermanent the mind says no this shouldn't be this shouldn't be allowed and, and tries to bring peace back by getting angry at the thing that is not peace you know that which doesn't create peace at all but creates the opposite which is pain which is suffering. Um, <clears throat> and so, impermanence of life is a thing that exists. And I think we all are aware of this and we all know this, but the problem is that we, we forget because we get stuck into our own identification of what is, or what should be, or what is great right now, or what is, what is glorious for us, or whatever. And so we, we forget that these things are impermanent, right? And so, what this does is it creates an illusion of permanence, 
why do I say that it creates an illusion of permanence, right? It doesn't seem, you, you may be thinking to yourself, but that doesn't sound right. Why, 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 is, it, why is it creating an illusion of permanence? But, but think of it this way, right? Because what you're doing is you're ignoring the impermanence by, by looking at the thing itself and becoming identified with it and, and bringing it into your story. We're creating this illusion of permanence. And so this automatically, unconsciously, because it's all unconscious, it's not, it's not a conscious process, because if it were, we would realize what we're doing, and we're going, oh, wow. And really, I guess that's the, 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 the point of um, really understanding oneself, is making the implicit explicit, right? By, you know, you look at the, the, the stuff within your, your own mind, your own psyche, your own consciousness, that's implicit, and then you, you realize that, and you make it ex- explicit, and you go, oh, that's why that's what he's talking about. And when you make it explicit, what that does is that it takes away the power of this thing. And see, the problem is that when you don't do this for the, for the illusions of impermanent, like things like security, order, you know, laws, rules, morals, absolute truths, and things like this, what this does is it... Because it's implicit, it has more power over you, right? If you make this explicit and if you explain the logic of why this is wrong and why this is incorrect and things like this, the power goes away. If not completely, then and then a lot in a lot of ways because you're you're taking away the the um, the lack of intelligence that and the lack of consciousness that made this particular uh understanding whatever the whatever it is whether that be security or order whatever the case is right um <clears throat> now i'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy what you have what you what you are aware of but i'm saying to become aware of the impermanence of the things um that you enjoy including enjoyment itself because enjoyment is not going to last and so what this does is that you know when you do this, when you become aware of impermanence itself, it starts to make you realize what you're really doing. And this is something that I've been coming to really understand within the last day or so, is that really what, we're, what we are, are, we're like dogs chasing our tails, right? Because ultimately what we're chasing is the same impermanent things over and over and over again. And <clears throat> it's like a never-ending process of chasing our tails. You know, we can't ever catch our tail and not for very long before the tail disappears and we have to find it again and then we have to chase it again and again and again and again. And so it's not about, in my opinion, it's not about, like, stopping the chase. It's not about saying, okay, I'm not going to look for material things. I'm not going to look for food or shelter or whatever it is, you know. It's not about that, in my opinion. I mean, we can do that, and that, that may work for some people. You may become a monk in, in this way and just, like, try and quell all desires within yourself. You know, that's what, like, some Buddhism monks do and things like this, right? But, you know, I think the answer is more in the middle where you realize the futility of this. And it's a bit of a complex process because... When you're trying to do this, you're still ch- chasing your tail. You're still, t- you know, be, being you're st- you're still the dog chasing the tail, because 
What are you chasing, really, in life right now? What are you after right now, right? It's some impermanent thing. No, no, I almost guarantee it. If it's if it's enlightenment, it's impermanent. It's going to end in some way. You know, like, like a lot of Buddhism likes to talk about how enlightenment is permanent and all this other stuff and how nirvana is the only permanent thing that it is. But the thing is, is that even if that is true, let's just say that that's true, right? Even if that's true, right? There are always going to be things that are going to interrupt this enlightenment. And so that makes it impermanent in this way. Um, and there's always going to be things that interrupt peace. There's always going to be things that interrupt your current tra- level of thinking and your current train of thought in one way or another, especially if you let them do it. Um, and so I don't think it's about finding a permanent state because I don't think there is a permanent state. You know, I think a lot of people make this mistake where they say, okay, so life is impermanent, so let's find a permanent state. This is exactly where we where we are right now. You know, why do you think people are searching for security, love, and all these other things? Because they're looking for a permanent state through impermanent things. And so, the impermanence itself. Well, p.m. Right, recording duration: seventeen minutes, twelve seconds. Just making sure we have um, how long we've been going here. But the impermanence itself is something to be aware of, right? And. The problem here is that we're used to trying to make life out to be a permanent thing. We're trying to create. We're, we're used to trying to create this illusion of of permanence, um, and <clears throat> this, honestly, in my opinion, is one of the bigger causes of suffering. It's not that impermanent things are a thing, and that we, when when things, you know, don't go away we suffer. It's because we have this illusion of permanence that is created by these static words like things like security, love, you know, things like this. You know, like, love isn't necessarily seen as static, but you know what I mean? Like, family, belonging, um, you know, all these, like, things that the mind almost sees as, like, a static thing that should be static and so isn't, but but it isn't really static in the real world. Um, and so when we when we're looking at impermanence, what we're really looking at is change, constant change, right? And so what most people do is, and this is what some spiritual teachings tell you to do as well, is they look, tell you to look for the permanent thing, the thing that's unchanging, the thing called awareness or the thing called whatever it is. But the problem is, is that even if that thing is unchanging, it's still creating an illusion of permanence, there is no such thing called permanence, in my opinion. Like, even awareness itself is impermanent. There are times when you have more of it. There are times when you have less of it. You know, when you're in deep sleep, there is way less of awareness than there is. And when you're awake, that's that's because awareness is not permanent. Awareness is impermanent, just like life is. And, you know, a lot of spiritual teachings will tell you to look for the, the permanent thing. But there is no permanent thing. You know, and when you try and when you try and create this permanent thing, and when you try and seek for it, and even when you think you found it, you know that thing is going to go away. Whatever it is, that state of mind, that place of bliss, that place of peace, whatever it is, is going to disappear, and and you're going to be back into impermanence again. And so you're going to be looking for it again. You're going to be finding it again, perhaps, but you're going to be 
eventually there will be a time. It may even last for your entire lifetime, but there may, there will be a time, perhaps for most people, when this impermanence ends. And so I don't think it's about finding some state of permanence. I don't think it's about finding this this illusion called permanence because I don't think it exists. No, any kind of permanence that you can name, in my opinion, I can I can tell you that it's impermanent. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, some of the teaching some some of the teachers tell you about how awareness is actually permanent because even when you're dreaming, even when you're 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 in deep sleep, you're, there's still awareness there, but it's just not aware of things, and so it doesn't. It seems like there's nothing there, but that doesn't seem to be true. And even if it is true, you know. Awareness is impermanent. You know, you're 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 assuming that awareness is permanent because of your 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 teachings, what your your understandings of what reality is. But what if the truth is is that reality is impermanence itself? Reality is constantly changing. The only constant thing about reality is that it is constantly changing. Now this is not a bad this is not a bad thing, it's not a good thing, it's just a thing that exists. It's a thing to be aware of and a thing to understand when you're trying to deal with the world. Um, now, it is possible that awareness, awareness is the only permanent thing that exists, but it's also possible that it's not, right? And... 12.38 p.m. recording duration, 21 minutes, 30 seconds. So, when you're dealing with impermanence, in my opinion, I think it's about becoming aware of it. Becoming aware of how things are actually impermanent. Um, and it's something to become become aware of. Like if you if you look at how you're suffering, why are you suffering? Because something that was impermanent was seen as permanent, if only unconsciously, if only subconsciously. And then your mind goes, No, this thing is gone. Why why is the mind why is the mind so um hellbent on suffering over this thing going away, disappearing, whatever it is, right? Because it sees some kind of value or identification with it. It's identified with it in some way. Or it's it sees it as permanent. Or it has a static idea about it. Not, not so you see it as permanent, but it has this ecstaticity about it. It says this thing, this thing is, is good. It's going, not going to go anywhere. Almost like... It's, it's unconscious and it's implicit. But it's there, and it's one of the reasons why we have to really get rid of this idea that things are permanent, and there could be a, a possibility of permanence in one in one lifetime. Um, because there's no such possibility. There's no evidence for this at all. Um, but there's more. There's a lot of evidence to suggest impermanence. You know, if you look around you, you see it everywhere, and. I don't really know what the solution is to this problem, except to become aware of it. Um, you know, most of us don't really become aware of this, and so we, we kind of like try and seek this illusion called permanence, but we don't realize it's an illusion, and we don't call it an illusion, we call it reality, and we call it like something like security, law, and order, and things like this, right? Um... Because security isn't real, law and order isn't real. It doesn't. It doesn't last. It's impermanent, right? 
But because we had this idea of law and order, it, it sounds static, but it's not. Things are violating law and order all the time. Things are violating security all the time. We're just not aware of it because we have this illusion called security. We have this illusion called law and order. We have this illusion called hope. Hope is another example of this because all hope really is is an imagining of a greater future that may or may not come. And hope is almost, almost like prayer, really. It's like it's like really what you're doing is you're you're imagining something and whether this thing comes true or not, it doesn't really matter. The the point me being is that you're imagining something and there's that possibility that that thing is not going to happen, and so thus creates suffering. Um, you know, things like this. And so expectations... I mean, there's so many different kinds of illusions like this. Where basically your imagination, your imaginary world, is differing from reality in some way. That's ultimately what boils, what, what suffering boils down to. In my opinion. So. Well, 42 p.m. Anyways. All right, recording duration, 25 minutes, one minute, stop, image. So this is a bit of a, uh, different episode, but hope you like it. I know it's a bit, um, of a, of an episode that's like, goes against a lot of the fundamental things that people hope are true, hope is true and want to be true and things like this, but it is true. And we can deny it all, all we want. We can try and hide it all we want, but it is what it is. So, recording duration. Anyways, I'll talk to you on the next one.